0: the dreams and the visions that you've given us. We thank you for the beautiful things that you've put on parents' hearts for their children. We thank you for the dreams for some of us for school or for work. Father, I just pray that you'd increase and multiply upon us as we gaze upon you, as we seek your face, as we come boldly before the throne of grace. (laughs) God, I thank you for this church. Lord, I thank you for what you're going to do in this church. Father, I thank you for the season coming for this church. God, I thank you for our family, Lord. I thank you for faith-filled believers in this place. God, miracle workers, Jesus. People that stretch forth the hands of God by the power of the Holy Spirit. God, I thank you for people here that speak the words of God. I thank you for people here that are filled with love. Jesus, that love overflows from the people in this community, God. I thank you that your spirit has its way here, God. I thank you, Lord, that you're not locked out the doors, that you're invited in to do whatever you want in our lives every single week and every single day. Father, we just ask that you'd have your way in each of us, in all of us, as we move together in unity, and love for you and for each other. In Jesus' name, amen. I had a, (laughs) I had a, um, great, by the way, I have, I had a water polo game that I, I got my first red card ever. (laughs) Now, here's the thing, here's the thing, (laughs) it sounds like I'm a rebel, but listen, listen, I didn't stand up, I didn't yell at him, I mean, I didn't use bad language, I don't say cuss words or anything. And I was so for four, in 14 years, I've never gotten a red card, you know, and um, but I guess I'm one of those. Uh, I just asked the question. He he wasn't having a good day, I guess. But I'm trying. I'm trying to move past that experience, and say what I believe God wants to say. Um, uh, I had a really good time having coffee with a brother, and we were talking about this concept of doing the right thing or doing what God has for us. Uh, I don't know about you, but sometimes, some of us get stuck in certain times. You might even have a job. You might get stuck. You go, what does God want me to do next? Or what does God want me to do in this area or with this thing? And we wrestle over it. Some of us might even get grieved going, what if I make the wrong decision? What if I what if I do this and miss something that God wanted me to do? anybody ever feel like that? yeah, there's a few of us, um, and we were talking about that and and then i was I was as we were talking and pondering about it, and it, it's going to come full circle to Corinthians in a second, but um, i first, my first instinct was I thought of the you guys know when people are like, what does the Bible stand for? I mean, this is really vanilla and like old school if you've heard it. Maybe, maybe Sunday school. But what does what the B-I-B-L-E stand for? And then people will say, A basic instructions before leaving earth, right? That's the most charismatic thing you'll hear all night, you know? <laughs> basic instructions before leaving earth. But I actually think there's something really simple and profound in that, It's, it's interesting because when we look at the Bible and we read from the Scripture, you might be going through something in your life that you go, oh, I'm, t- I'm flipping all the pages. I don't see my problem. Where's my, where's my road diversion in here, right here? I can't find it. And the Bible doesn't have all of your situations and every there was no internet in the Bible. God, do you want me to spend more time ministering on Instagram or not? You know? Should I have a YouTube ministry? Ooh, anything, you know? There was, there was no internet. But there's these things of, these foundational teachings of Christ, these reality things that cover all the spectrums of our life. And when we were talking I was, I kept thinking about uh, the Lord. Here's a scripture. The Lord directs the steps, dot, dot, dot. How does it end? Of the righteous. The Lord, <laughs> brownie points. <laughs> uh, the Lord directs the steps. Of the righteous, of everybody, of the righteous. Um, It's interesting, we say, God, what do you want me to do? Here's one simple word for you, love. (laughs) And then you'll be like, how does this solve my problems, Micah? How does this solve my problems? The Lord directs the steps of the righteous. Here's righteous. Righteous doesn't just mean that you have right standing with God. It means that. It means that because of the blood of Jesus, God sees you a certain way. Absolutely, right standing with God. But the righteous also means those who are doing the right thing. And by that, it means love. Loving God. And as Jesus says, Love others as I have loved you. That's my commandment I give to you. Now there's something that happens when we take this, this basic concept and we live from a certain place where Jesus says this: "Seek first the kingdom of God. And his oh, oh, there's that word again. And His righteousness. And all the things the Gentiles seek after, pursue, go after, they work for, they do things for things, all the things will be what? Added unto you. But what did you what did you what did you seek? You seeked the kingdom, meaning you were in a kingdom of darkness and you've come into the kingdom of light in his son Jesus. And not just going, I got my Willy Wonka ticket and I'm in heaven, and then ending there and going back and living like your old self. But no, I'm gonna come into this kingdom that Jesus has made a way for, and in this place, seek his righteousness. He doesn't say seek only the kingdom and his righteousness. You can still be a carpenter, you can still be an engineer, you can still be a cook, you can still be a dad or a mom, you can still do all those things. But the Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. What does it mean, seek first? It's like the fountain head of a river. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. What do I do, God? Love your neighbor. But that doesn't solve it. Yes, it does. Why? Because if I'm going to choose to walk with God, who can ascend the hill of the Lord? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. That's the righteous. Where is the fullness of joy? In the presence of God. Jesus has said when he's walking, he says, up to now you've asked for nothing. Nothing. Ask in my name that your joy may be made full. Where is the fullness of joy? Is the fullness of joy in getting whatever you ask for? Or is the fullness of joy found within his presence while you're asking? You, we're, we're called to be Christians. Jesus, image bearers. People who are filled with the Holy Spirit. And what happens is we live a life that God's favor follows us. The prayers of the righteous are powerful and effective. Is it the prayers of anyone who calls himself a Christian? There's sometimes we go, what are we called to do? Get caught up with putting yourself in a good position in your life. So if you want to be a doctor well, you probably better study and then go to a school that can teach you doctor stuff and put yourself in a good position to be a doctor. If you don't ever do that and you live in a certain place where they demand certain qualifications to be a doctor, how are you ever going to be a doctor? You would put yourself in a good position to be a doctor. Are you following? You want to be an engineer? You put yourself in a good position to be an engineer. You want the blessings of God? You want God to guide and direct the steps that you take you want goodness and mercy to follow you all the days of your life you want his blessing and his glory and his favor to surround you and touch every single thing you touch where the bible says whatever you put your hands to will <laughs> then we got to put ourselves in a good position where is that position the position is right with him Jesus has made a way. That cross, that blood made a way. <laughs> and it might sound a little mystical, but it's only partly. This, this concept of communion with God. And this also this concept of I'm choosing to let my life be modeled and empowered by Jesus. And I know. That when I do that, I might not know what's gonna happen in my future. By the way, this isn't the message today. I might not know what's gonna happen in my future, but what I know is that I have a God who's with me. And in that, I know that my steps, my path will be directed and made straight. And I know that my God will have plans for me to prosper me and not to harm me, a hope and a future, and there's nothing to worry about with the future when you have a God who sees all things, knows all things, can do all things, he's good. Does that make sense? So we can have peace and go, oh, am I going to miss this thing? It's irrelevant. You're not missing out on the goodness of God. Get into his presence, seek to love people, and trust that he's going to do amazing things for you. Yes? Okay, it does tie into Corinthians, but it's not the message. Uh, in, in in Corinth, they had like a Jess, uh, Pastor Jesse had a great great preach last week, and he gave a very thorough description of what this church was like. Um, but here in chapter 5, I'm just going to read a couple verses. In chapter 5 it says, it is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you, and such sexual immorality as is not even named among Gentiles. What is that? Sounds pretty bad. A man has his father's wife. By the way, that's not his father's ex-wife. It's his father's wife. And you are puffed up and have not rather mourned that he who has done this deed might be taken away from among you. That's really interesting. They, they had, they, there was a culture going on where it was like, we have freedom. And it was so unrestrained in, in such a place that they actually were proud. He says, you're puffed. they were actually proud. This is crazy. Joe in the church is in a relationship with his stepmother, while she's still his stepmother, and the church is proud of it, how is that possible? Because there's a place of going, well, there's grace, and it covers over. Paul ultimately is saying he ends up going on and on. We're not going to read every single bit of it, but we'll get to chapter 13 in a second. I kind of want to focus on like the, the nugget part as we dig in, what, what this is really about. But he he goes, this is crazy. Even the unbelievers would never do such a thing. Well, you guys wake up. And he's like shaking them awake, basically. This is crazy. This is crazy. You think you have freedom? Your freedom's leading you to hell. He's talking to like the church. And he ultimately is saying, we have total freedom, but our freedom, it's not like... Chaotic freedom. There's, there's these walls of our freedom and it's the body of Christ. <laughs> there's walls to your freedom. It's the body of Christ. Who is Christ? He's the manifested image of God. All of who God is expressed to us. He's the definition of God. God and love to us. Your freedom because of the blood doesn't extend into wildness. Your freedom, your freedom causes you to live free from darkness, from the devil. (laughs) Not to hang out with the devil. You know what I'm saying? And so ultimately, he's like, he's like, guys, what's going on? We gotta love. Not some cheap, weird, woke love. Woke's a strong word today. That was, like, palpable. But not some, like, not some (laughs) whatever you want to describe love. But particularly this Christ-life love. I read a quote. I was like, oh, my gosh. I actually passed the book to Jesse on Tuesday. But this quote, it says, you know, I'm butchering the quote, but whatever. It takes... It takes nail-scarred hands to wield the sword of the Spirit. (laughs) I want you to think about that for a second. What does that mean? It means this. We, We all want to be... What's the sword of the Spirit? The sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. Listen, we all want to be powerful Christians. Yeah? But to be a powerful Christian... You you need to be somebody who's laying your life down in Christ, receiving his power on a path to be transformed into his image more and more. Yeah, You might have been baptized, born again. You were on this side of the river, you're on this side of the river. You might be a new little baby. But we've got to grow up into the full stature of Christ and look like him. We want to all be powerful people. But do we all want to lay down our lives for our neighbors? You know what I'm saying? What is the position that we're putting ourselves in, just because we're called a Christian does not mean everything is ordered and that just because I call myself a Christian doesn't mean like, man, his favor's chasing after me. Sometimes in the Bible, like in James, the only time ever a Christian is called a sinner, by the way, he says, the prayers of the righteous are powerful and effective. And he says, cleanse your hands, you sinners. <laughs> that was his statement. <laughs> but he was, he was saying it to people who were, that their, maybe their questions of what to do got so filled up, but then, but then they had entered back into their old way of living. And it's like, well, I've got grace. God's good. And who cares? Who cares? You're meant to be a representative Not just a representative, but to represent the living God. As Christ is interceding between us and heaven. Do we know that we're intercessors between the world and him? Who does does the world get to look to if they want to see somebody like Jesus? It's us. It's us, and it's us all the time. I just think, I think there's a place for us, I think there's a place for us to be really powerful people. I think there's a place for you that when you're praying, you're going to have prayers answered. But do you pray from here, throwing out letters up to heaven, or do you pray from the presence of God? God. Do we live from a reality that we're seated with Christ in heavenly places, which is what the Bible says, or do we live from a reality that we're seated down here, Christ is up there, and someday we'll be united in the future? It's true. You're here. It's true. Jesus flew up into heaven. (laughs) But the Bible says you're seated with him in heavenly places. Our life can be consumed by all the crazy things that happen all around us. In this world, you will have troubles. Congratulations, we're all humans. In this world, we will have troubles. We will have trials. I am not prophesying something bad. I'm quoting Jesus. But Then he says, be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. And how can I have cheer if I'm not participating in the life of the victorious one who overcame all things? Yeah. What does it look like for us to be so moved and positioned into a place of loving? The church was a church that was moved, they they had so much spiritual gifts happening, and Paul comes in and says, Are you even recognizing each other? By the way, none of this is a heavy correction on our church. I'm merely just talking about it, and, and maybe there's little parts of it that could be applicable to us, okay? <laughs> um, but the church in Corinthians is doing all these things, and he's he's like, hey, like, what's your focus? Like, for some of you, it's sex and this crazy gracing. For some of you, it's money and all this stuff. For some of you, it's like this spiritual power and like doing, like, the gifts of the Spirit, but in all of it, in all of it, are you recognizing your neighbor? Are we overcome and flowing over, overflowing with the love of God? Are we? And that's something, it's so easy. What if God just wants to spend a little bit of time with you? I think he wants to spend a lot of time with us. In his presence is the fullness of joy. Ask, ask that your joy may be made full. (laughs) Ask where? I just want to, I want to challenge us. And I'm challenging myself. Never separate prayer from the presence. Never never separate asking for things from the contemplation and the reality that you are dwelling where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Because the joy that you're looking for probably won't be found exactly in the answer of what you want for what you're asking. But it will be found in his presence, as you ask. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh. Some of us need to be happy people. Micah, how can we be happy if we're having trouble? In this world, you will have trouble, but be of good cheer. What, what path are we on? Not the path of your careers, not the path of your monetary, your money, dreams, not the path of any of that stuff. Are you on the narrow path or are you, or are you on the broad path? Are you on the path that the vast majority of humans are on? Or are you on the narrow path? Just so some of you are absolutely terrified, wondering, oh my gosh, am I on the wrong path? It's a simple decision every day. It's a simple decision. And it's a place of saying, Jesus, I, I want to I be in a place in your presence. It's not that God is like, hey, do the right thing because I need you to, like angry. It's like in his presence, your cares will evaporate. I had a dream once, I was in this school, and in the school, I was in a room, and a guy was in there, and the guy was kind of bugging me, and he seemed filled with a demon, so in the dream, I said, come out of him in Jesus' name, (laughs) and then in the dream, he looked at me really mad, and I thought, oh my gosh, it is the devil, how do I cast the devil out of the devil, and in the dream, he started chasing me. Like he wants to like beat me up. I go, oh my God, (laughs) What, what do I do now? Like, how do I cast the devil out of the devil? What do I do? I run out the door. I jump over this little railing and I start running down the street and he's chasing after me. And as I'm running, I remember I started to, as I was running, I started to step into the sky and I started running and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going up. And then I look up, and I see a cloud. It's a huge, white, puffy, beautiful cloud. And the cloud is the face of a lion. And he's looking at me, and it's all calm. He's peaceful. He's a nice lion. <laughs> and, I, and I'm running up in the sky. I'm like, wow, it's a face of a lion. And I, and I go into the cloud, and as I enter into the cloud, This presence passes over me, and I forget that the devil was chasing me. And in that moment, I curled up like a baby in a womb. I remember it specifically. And I felt like, wow, I'm like a baby in a womb. <laughs> thought, wow. Wow. And then I I was there, I'm like, oh my gosh, but I'm just at peace. And then I kind of remembered. Then I looked at the the side of the the face of the lion, you know, and he's a nice lion. He's nice to me. And I looked at his face, and he was looking down towards the earth. And I watched him all of a sudden, as he looked that way away from me, he, he bared his teeth, and he roared and went straight down. And I, meanwhile, I'm just chilling there like, ha, ah, ha, you know, that feeling, you're like, life is great. You know, that feeling could be for all of us right here, right now. ha. <laughs> and as he did that, right when the, right when his face was going down, I knew, I go, oh, yeah, the devil was chasing me. How do I take care of this problem? What do I do? I don't think, why do I keep going back to that? Because I don't think, I don't have anybody in here to call out for having a relationship with your mother. (laughs) But what we do have in this church is what do I do? We do have that. And, and, And there's this place of being in the presence of God where it's like, it doesn't matter. All that matters is that you walk forward. How? Love people. Do good. Work with your hands. Be a hard worker. God's favor will be upon you and you will grow with favor with God and with man and good things will happen. Let God handle our problems. That's what we we need to let God handle our problems. Are we so caught up with God that we forget? What are our problems? Some of us, maybe, you know, we could be like, well, where's my bank account out? Or how many, is every seat full right now? That could be a problem for some of us. Like, we gotta, where's the God? What's going on? Are we so caught up with God? I don't care! I do, but I don't! Because you would get drawn into his presence and his peace is all over you. Yeah? <laughs> okay, one more passage and we gotta end. It's already 550. Where'd the time go? I'd be dead honest, I forgot my password. Oh, remember now. <laughs> you wanna know what's really funny about that? I made my password with the, the letters in it so that I remember. Don't forget. And right now, I actually forgot. And I go, what is my passcode? And then I go, oh yeah, don't forget. (laughs) No, it's just for my phone, okay. (laughs) It's just for my phone. I'll add a different number in there now, and you'll never know. (laughs) Just letting you into my life. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to read this passage for us. And then we're going to end together. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I've become a, I've become a sounding brass and a clanging cymbal. Though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge. That's a, that's a wild person. Could you imagine that? When I just got a red card, this is crazy and people were laughing about it. When I just got a red card in water polo, I walked onto the pool deck, I'm dead serious, this actually happened, I walked onto the pool deck, I saw that ref, and then there were some issues yesterday where, like, I had to make a complaint about him, and I go, I go, in my mind, I go, oh, no, he's here, and then I'm thinking, I have this vision, and I'm like, I just see him giving me a red card, and then it actually happened, and I was in there, and when he did it, I was like, whoa, I saw this coming, and then the moms thought all that was funny, They're like, you're a prophet, um, Okay, though I have the gift of prophecy, understand all mysteries and all knowledge. And though I have all faith, don't pick them up yet, just wait one second, we're almost done. And though I could, I could remove mountains, but I have not love, I am nothing. You can know all things, all mysteries, everything God wants to do in your life. Everything. Not just your life, Joe's life, Mary's life, Everything. And if you have love, you're what? Nothing. You don't want to be a nothing. You know what I mean? You don't want to be a nothing. If God says you're a nothing if you don't have love, you don't want to be a nothing. Okay. Though, oh gosh, though I give all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not love. It profits me nothing. You know, there's a lot of other religions and there's a lot of martyrs in the world that do a lot of wild things and give their lives and do all kinds of stuff. But it doesn't mean that God is behind it, that love is behind it. How do we love? We know love. God sent his son for us while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. That is love. Yeah, And we love, how, why? Because he first loved us and gave himself and became an offering for us. Why did he do that? So that the veil between us and him can be torn so that we can have communion with him. You don't want to be found being the most supernatural, the most whatever, the most anything, the most person with the most money and all these things and end up being a nothing and a nobody, To be something is to be found in the presence of God. That's where becoming somebody is. And everything else is going to flow from it like a fountainhead. And all the things the Gentiles seek after will be added unto you, I promise you. Because Jesus said so. I promise you. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Everything the Gentiles seek after will be added unto you. Find yourself in the presence of God. Let your worries and cares vanish. Get absolutely obliterated. Gone, destroyed, everything gone. Your whole past life gone and everything new. God's got good things. I'm starting to preach and I know, guys, we're getting late at night and it's time to go. I just mean it from the depths of my heart. I actually mean it. I'm not just preaching I'm usually more conversational anyways. But I'm not just preaching to preach. I really do mean it. (sighs) Where is the fullness of joy? In his presence. Ask that your joy may be made full. Father, I pray that you cause us to be people who ask and ask in your presence and we find the fullness of that joy the fullness of our needs met first and foremost from you from your kingdom from your righteousness from your love for us God I pray for just I pray for a devotional church God I pray for a church that we We close the door behind us, and when no one sees, we start praying. We start communing with you. We learn how to pray, God. When no one's looking in the shadows of our lives, God, I pray that we would be a people that commune with you, Jesus, so that we're not nothings, that our marriages don't become nothing, so our work isn't for nothing. God, I pray that you would cause us to be caught up in your presence, Lord Jesus, where the devil is absolutely vanquished because you reign victorious. God, I thank you, Father, that this is a real thing. Jesus, you came from heaven to earth. You created all things by whom all things are made, all things by you and for you. Jesus, you are King of kings and Lord of lords, God. (laughs) God liked that part. That was fun. Oh, Lord, help us, God. Help us, God. God, get us jazzed on the gospel. Get us jazzed on your presence. Get us just so excited to see the manifestation of your love in this world where people's hearts can be transformed from the inside out. <laughs> yeah? In Jesus' name. Amen. Can we, I just want to, this is what we're going to do. We're going to turn on some house music. I would like, uh, if we have the prayer ministers here, and I know we've got to go get the kids. at just past six. Um. But we'll have people up here praying. If you want prayer, come get prayer. If not, hang out with one another. Go meet somebody you don't know. Introduce yourself to them. We're not just a people that come and go and go, hello, goodbye. We want to learn to grow together as individuals. And that takes a little bit of work, especially in, in a society like ours today where everybody's running around, driving all around. And um, it takes a little bit of work to grow with people But engage that work. Engage people. Amen? Amen. I'm done.